0: how about now there we go okay this is the one.
1: <laughs> all right
0: now I'll hang up on the other line so we'll stop that confusion okay and there we have it so, okay <laughs> all right so everything sounds nice and clear let's make sure that the uh, recorder is on boom all right so the call is now being recorded this is what will be, uh, all of this, of course, the uh, the talking that we're doing right now will be edited out. Okay. Was, certainly, we don't want to have people just hearing random stuff. <laughs> all right. Once I give the introduction, then we will go off into the uh, the interview and, you know, just answer naturally and, and make sure I turn my phone down so I don't get any uh, calls ringing in the background. Okay, ladies, here's the intro. <clears throat> Today on the podcast, we have two young ladies joining me today, which is a treat for, for me. Lucy and Kelly, better known to you as the Blossom Twins, Hannah and Holly. We're going to discuss their wrestling past, their current role as vloggers, and the big question, whether or not wrestling will ever, ever creep back into their lives. So ladies and gentlemen, the Blossom Twins.
2: Hello
1: guys, right, what's up?
0: Yeah, yeah, you uh, you two have uh, been a little bit on the hiatus for some time now.
1: So we I, have, yes.
0: I'm sure some of the wrestling fans out there that know you primarily for wrestling are going to be rather interested in what you've done and what you're doing with yourselves. And we're, we're going to try to take this in, uh, in order. I know I might jump around from time to time, but we're, we're going to try to cover as much ground as we can while okay. we have you available.
1: That sounds
0: awesome. So if we are going to talk about some things that you have discussed already on some other platform, just bear with me. You know, we want to make sure everybody understands your story from start to finish. So let's start with this. Ladies, where are you from originally?
1: We are from Stockport, England.
0: Hmm. And of all things,
1: considering
0: that I, you know, took a look at your channel, very nice, by the way. Uh, well, thank you. Clearly, you have some other talents and interests, so why wrestling to begin with, at least?
1: Um, We were 12 years old when we started watching wrestling, and honestly, we've never been able to answer that question of why. It was just as soon as we saw it on TV, it was just absolutely everything to us. So I think it was a mixture of everything. A mixture of everything. I guess it was the performing, the the characters that leapt off the screen. It just made us feel like home and from twelve years old it was all we cared about, all we thought about, and yeah, we, we oh, always say exactly. that it was it was just home to us. So yeah.
2: Mm.
0: So, so it was just just lured you in, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: And you say you started watching us when you were 12, and you you became, I guess, fatuated at at that point. Uh, How old were you when you began your training? I mean, you both look super young now, so I can only imagine at what age you actually stepped into a ring.
1: Um, We were 15, but we uh, we turned 16 a week later. So, yeah, but we were 15 when we first stepped foot in a ring. But we have been planning on going to a training school and saving up since we were 14. (sighs)
0: You know, most people at 14 don't have those kind of dreams and, and goals and, and desires, but I guess y'all were pretty focused on the, the task at hand.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yes, definitely. We were, I'm not going to college. I'm going to be a wrestler. Yeah. That's all we could tell everybody. We wrote down, down like Every school, every train timetable. Yeah. Every train timetable. And it took a lot of convincing from our mom and dad to make us like go to college and have a backup plan because it was just absolutely all we wanted to do.
0: <laughs> well, well, God bless mom and dad. Uh, I know. For <laughs> giving you a backup plan. Although you both have done well for yourselves in the business, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get to that point. Where where did you train?
1: We started training at Future Shock in Manchester, um, and we trained there for a good five years before we came to Kentucky. Yeah. Um, it we had an absolute blast. We it was home to like Alex Shane, and when SWA um, was like. Big in the, Big in the UK. Um, so we trained with the likes of Dave Rain, Damon Lee, Chris Egan, Jack Gallagher, yeah. who you've probably seen a lot of at the moment, yeah. Um, yeah. Alex Cyanide, Sam Bailey. Like we trained with all those guys who are still kicking ass on oh, the routines. Oh yeah, Future team. Shock's still going strong. It's, it's quite uh, quite something. Oh yeah, and we love stopping in when we go home because the guys are doing an awesome job. Um, but yeah, that's where we trained, and
2: uh, yeah, until we, we came it, yeah. to
1: until we came to Kentucky. And a few different places in between, like yes, yeah. in London. We traveled a lot. We did a lot of shows. Um, but, yeah, Future Shock is where
0: we started. Okay. Started Future Shock, and then you say you went over to Kentucky, clearly for uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling, I'm going to assume. Uh, that yeah. is a huge jump. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> why why OVW, you know, I, I'm sure there were other places that, you've passed by or at least thought about or, you know, maybe even approached you. Uh, Why OVW?
1: Well, we were training a lot at home. Like, we moved to a few different places. We were learning at a... Ton of stuff from a guy called Barry at SAS Wrestling, where Rockstar Spud was um, doing a lot of shows, and we were watching him. And then we always felt like there was something more after that that we had to keep addressing. And Barry, is what we've made us watch like OBW yes. when John Cena and Randy Orton were there, and so we knew was, of it. We knew of OBW. And then to actually train at OBW, we have Nick Dinsmore to thank because he came to do a training seminar in England at Future Shock. And at the end of the session, we were kind of like, come on, you've got to say something to us to give us that push or to give us some direction, like where we're heading to next. And lo and behold, he actually did. He called us aside and said, have we ever thought about going to America? And from the moment he said that, we started planning our OVW trip. And we came, I think, a year after that. In 2008, we went to OVW for a week um, to begin with. And... I guess the rest is never look it, Yeah, we loved it so much, and we had a Rick Rogers seminar. We um, trained with Nick, and we, we, two we were shows. actually lucky enough to do the shows. And we have to say we were fortunate because, because of the five years we spent in England, yeah. we had got a really good base. So that goes to show how good the guys are that trained us, because we had a good base enough that Danny Davis said we want to invite you back and yeah. allowed us to be on the two shows the yeah. first week we were there, and a house show, and a house show. Um, and then, yeah, from that, we never looked back. We went, that was 2008, and then we returned in 2009, and that was it. Yeah.
0: Well, were there major differences in the styles that you, uh, I guess, picked up right away once you got from one location to the next, from Future Shock to OVW?
1: Um, OVW is a whole different kettle of fish just because having somebody like Rick Rogers train you very much based in on sense. psychology yes. and just trying to get the structure of wrestling matches, and it was very intense, like the guys that had, it kind of just come off the bat of WWE, so the guys were very intense, it was all go, 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 and we just, we were dying at the end of every class, like it was just so different, um, but the style was cool, because like we said, we had a very good base from a mixture of, like we learned a lot of high flying with Damon Lee, and like yeah. and then we learned a lot of technical stuff too, so we kind of had a good all round mix, uh, yeah styles styles and training um so that was just um, improved upon from wrestling different people in obw and it was actually the first time we started wrestling girls really so yeah. it was definitely a new change. for us and like a big change for us to start wrestling girls and learning kind of the way they move in their styles.
0: Uh was, was it a, a good change bad change were you indifferent about it i mean did you prefer the guys prefer the girls what, what was the uh what was the story there
1: and the girls at OVW were awesome. We had an absolute blast with them. Like um, Sarah, CJ Lane, Josie, um, Devra. Like there was so L- many Lady girls. Tapper. Yeah, Lady Sapper. Yeah. Well, that was later. Yeah. Um, but th- no, we had a blast training them but we always love wrestling the guys just there's something about just getting in there with the guys and the way they move that that's one of our favorites especially the guys back home because from all our years back home we had so much fun and I think that was one of the um, biggest things about it when we got in the ring with them it was just just a lot of fun
0: yes okay you sound like you uh having five members just talking about it right now yeah always
1: now
0: now I'm gonna rewind that just a tad it sounds like y'all had a sales pitch from uh, Nick Densmore to go to OVW. <laughs> I guess he was uh, representing the company, if for, for lack of a better term. So he sold you on the idea of coming to OVW. And you guys came in almost uh, what, maybe a few years after what they called the greatest class to graduate out of OVW, the Cena, yeah. the pieces, the Orton's, and uh, uh, Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, and all the rest of them. So they had a, a pretty high sales pitch. Oh, definitely. I I don't think there was another school that that saw that type of success at that time. So no. was the expectation high walking into the school? I mean, was it a case of we got to be here because I mean, look look at the turnout rate.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like especially like knowing the likes of Beth Phoenix and Mickey James had gone to that school and we could you know learn from them and the fact that they held the OVW Women's Belt, it was definitely something that fired us up and made you think, oh, my goodness, wow, we're kind of, like, following in their footsteps. Um, and like we said, the guys um, in OVW were in a whole other level of intent. So they definitely, like, you couldn't slack. You couldn't, like, sit out. You We definitely had an element of trying to prove ourselves to them and trying to step it up and um, be as good as they were because everywhere you looked, everybody still had that fire. Yeah, we were oh yeah. very fortunate to come at a time when, like, even though, yes, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, yep, they're all awesome. But it was like we were very fortunate to come at a time of like Muhammad Ali Vaiz, James Long, Chris Silvio, um, Chris Alves. Sharp, Jamin Olivencia, James Moose Thomas, like all those guys who seriously held that record They held the, well, no, they brought it back up to what it once was. And because it went, it had its like struggles when the WWE left. But those guys were just busting their ass, like, week in, week out to sell tickets, to, like, put on the best matches. So being around that environment definitely helped us, like, bring, like, confidence out and push ourselves and challenge ourselves. And also the fact that we were on TV every week. Like, Mm -hmm. that was a huge thing for us. All of of a sudden, you walked into this... TV studio where it had the cameras, the lights, the ring set up every week, and that was huge. That was like, okay, we have to get used to this set Yeah, no, we we have, good. yeah, we had to. Yeah, <laughs> <tanner>. we have to We have to wear better makeup. Yeah, so, yeah. It was a big learning experience.
0: Okay, well, well, that sounds uh sounds like a fun time at least. I mean, uh, getting ready to walk out there for TV. So I guess that that would change the game, uh, a oh, little yeah. bit, if nothing else. Definitely. Oh, okay, so now hearing that uh, statement that you just had there uh, about some of the guys kind of holding up uh, the company when WWE left, so I'm going to assume that you were there during the transition period of OVW, is that correct?
1: Um, just after, I, yeah, think, we, I, think we, I think we were maybe like, I want to say either a year, a year and a half to two years later. <laughs> That's like a roundabout <laughs> estimate, yeah. um, Yeah, I'd want to say that because it was Probably still kind of a year, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so OVW and WWE had already parted ways by the time you yes, stepped in.
1: Yes, yes. Okay.
0: Did did that bother you at all, or did it not make a difference? Were, were you were you comfortable with it, or did you feel like they they sold me something that they couldn't deliver now? Or how did that affect you? Um,
1: to be honest, no. And this will sound strange, but we didn't. Like, there was the end goal that, okay, WWE is where you want to be. But, like, the entire time we wrestled at home, we were having fun. And I know that's crazy for people because it's like you got to have goals. you got to have, like, if you don't want to make it to WWE, then what are you doing? But we always did have that goal, but we were very much like we were having fun and we wanted to get better. So we weren't kind of naive to know that we had a lot of learning to do and a lot of improving to do. So when they left, I don't, think we're, I don't think we were even thinking about it because, like I said, the minute we stepped into OVW, it wasn't like, oh, WWE are gone now, so no the training point. sessions aren't, yeah. you know, hard working or the people aren't working hard. Like, every single person in there was still busting their butt to the point where... It was our next progression. Yeah, it, we knew we were, we were in the right place to train. Like, the minute you saw Rick Rogers and the minute he, you know, yelled yeah. at you to do something... <laughs> we knew we were in the right place to get better and to grow in confidence and be better all round performers. And we did so I don't think we ever thought, Oh no, they've got it. and plus they always had their eye on OBW yeah. and it was the first place we obviously got tryouts and because of because, o- because yeah. of OBW. So I don't think we ever thought about that. It definitely didn't deter us because we just felt that we were in the right place at the right time and um just we were there to work hard. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well that, that, that's fair enough. I, I I can go with that. Uh, and to support that case, there are lots of people that are wrestling currently that although you, you have to expect that WWE, I guess, would be the end game, they really enjoy what they're doing. They they get out of here, especially now, because I think they have kind of elevated the independence all over again. So they are people that just love what they do from, you know, Whether it's just a weekend thing or they managed to turn it into a full-time gig, they they are killing it. Um, Side note, who were Beatrice and Penelope Bristol?
1: (laughs) That was a resolution. It never happened, though. Gimmick. (laughs) Characters or gimmick, whatever you want to call it. Um, that was what Wrestleicious came up with for us, playing on like the whole British thing, petrol, gas, whatever they were talking about. Um, and we did a few promos for them, um, but never actually made it. I think we, we made. A, I think the them. promos might have made it onto the show, but we never actually got to wrestle for them. Really? Yeah.
0: How yeah. Uh, mm, uh, long <laughs> do you know how long is? I can't remember because every time I see. Um, like, they still have an active Facebook page. And yeah, they're yeah. constantly saying, we're coming back, we're coming back, we're coming back. But mm-hmm. uh, to the best of my knowledge, I think they shot maybe a season worth of stuff. Are, are you aware of how much material Rosalissa actually has? Or was it just oh. control? <laughs> no, we couldn't say. I think maybe maybe they
1: did have a season. I don't know. Maybe a season or two. No, I don't know. Mm. We kind of got to see a little bit here and there. But, yeah, I couldn't tell you. To be uh, very I, honest, I couldn't tell I've you. I've only
0: seen one match from Russell Licious, and uh, I'm probably not the right person to ask about, you know, putting Russell Licious over. But you know, <laughs> I, I prefer a different style. But that, that, that's yes. me. so I understand. All right. So those were just characters that were assigned to you from uh, the, the Russell Licious uh, management. Yes. Uh, so we'll skip back to OVW, which, uh, which I guess would <laughs> be the, the bulk of um, what most people would know you from, except for the, the latter portion. So let's talk yeah. about the, the, the big moments that you had there. Uh, one that stands out, I guess, would be the four-way ladder match.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How, whose idea was that? Cause, cause ah. that? That was pretty rare, a ladder match amongst the women, especially then.
1: Yeah. yeah, that came about when Al Snow was there. He was, um, the later part of us being at OBW, Al Snow came in to train with TNA. And so he did weekly classes, and then he took over the TV show. And he'd been pushing all the girls, like, a lot to do our own storylines, storylines and to try and get different kind of characters out of us. And then it just so happened that we'd obviously been feuding with Lady Tapper a lot and then Taylor Hendricks. And, so he, and he was kind of toying with the idea of me and Lucy eventually, Splitting up from each other and doing our own thing. So then he decided on the ladder match. It made match, sense so to do a four way. Yeah, it made sense to do a four way. And, and I think it was just doing something different that people um, hadn't seen before yeah. and giving us all a chance. Like we'd all been working very, very hard and it was just, we were all up for it because we'd never done it before. Yeah. Um, and it was an absolute blast. We were so happy we were able to like put it on the resume that we yeah. had a ladder match. And yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: It was a blast. It looked punishing on the body. I- did you feel it the next day?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, that ladder, like, bumps. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, though, with that ladder, that some of the stuff when you watch it, because if, if I watched it back a while ago and some of the stuff, you look at it and you go, I was genuinely, like, people would not think the ladder might not look that tall to people um, when they're watching the match. But I, there's certain parts where I am clinging on to that ladder, and I am clinging on genuinely for dear life, going, and, and at certain points I think Taylor was kicking it, and I'm looking at it and go, please stop. Like, 'cause it was like with the ladder shaking wobbling, yeah. and being on the ladder and then being higher on in the ring itself, it was genuinely very, very scary. Yeah.
2: I, I
0: can imagine. Now, which one of you decided that I'm gonna dive for this belt?
2: Oh, that was me. Oh, oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. oh Kelly. Yeah. Okay. In her infinite wisdom, but not, it didn't not... quite work out for her. Cause I was. It swung, so I nearly got it.
0: You, you nearly got it. Yeah, that that is true. Now that goes back to what I just said. That that looked like some uh some nasty bumps and I, and seeing that and I think that fall and uh what Taffa did off of the ladder, I was like, you guys had to have felt that. Oh yeah. Ride. I mean, if not for the following week.
1: Yeah, <laughs> definitely took some conditioning and then some like stretches afterwards to kind of you know walking off, walking off.
0: Now, now the the uh, the climax of this ends with the uh, two sisters on the ladder, one mm-hmm. hanging on for dear life, and the other one looking at the belt, looking at her sister, looking at the belt, looking at her sister, and then the decision is made. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Who
0: decided to pull that trigger and nail her sister in the face?
1: That was Lucy. I'm a little bit more of the evil <laughs> one. I have to say, I'm a bit more of the competitive one. So I think I just. <laughs> Went for it, then it was like now or never kind of situation.
0: Same, same. you blood was supposed to be thicker. Just knocked his sister out. That's horrible. Horrible. <laughs> That's... Well,
1: Kelly knows when it comes to wrestling, and those be fair, situations feel yeah. like everybody in for themselves sort of thing. And we're, we're always there proud of each other in individ- like our individual yeah. accomplishments. Um, but that was just a situation of you know you going after it and you're giving it your all. Yeah.
0: Indeed. Well, I guess all fair spare love, war, and wrestling or something like
1: that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that should be a T-shirt.
0: That's so, now, why didn't I think of that? That's a that T-shirt. I'm, I'm going we'll to let, let you have, you have it. it. Oh, hey. It, it, you know, it'll probably sell better coming from the Blossoms, but,
2: you
0: know, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, they, they might not buy my stuff, but if you attach the Blossom name onto that, it'll it'll go. Uh, how was it like working with Tapa?
1: Oh, she's fantastic. She's awesome. She's and wonderful. the coolest thing about her was because I, I think, had one of... Now, I'm not going to say I don't think I had a very first match, but I actually did the TNA pay-per-view, the knockouts pay-per-view, and she was one of the people she's I Lucy. had to... Yeah, Lucy. I had to wrestle. Um, and I want to say that was one of her... She'd only been wrestling a little while, so that was one of her bigger matches, I think. Um, so we we've met each other then, and then I want to say maybe a few months later she came to OBW. And the coolest thing about her was she was so sweet and she would listen and she would um, always have ideas and she was just so cool to work with. She wanted to learn. She wanted to learn and she was very sweet, like just, you know, I don't know, lovely, lovely person. And we just had so much fun with her because they're like our favorite kind of matches to do when it's like um, we're the underdogs and it was just the... What's it's a whole different story for us to tell. It was, it was a big a, man, little yeah. man sort of thing for us, and we loved doing those stories, and so we had a blast working with her. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, you looked like you uh, bounced around quite a bit for. her. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> she us through our faces <laughs> and like beat the crap out of I know. us. But it was it was it was all in good fun. We had a good time.
0: How is that fun?
1: How? <laughs> How <laughs> it's wrestling,
2: it's I, like I, I, I don't know.
0: I mean, I've, I'm watching the video. I'm seeing. Uh, top of holding you both by the throat, and I think you caught a a double shoulder block. I don't know if it qualifies as a double shoulder block, but see, shoulder blocks the both of you. It takes you down to the mat now, and for people that's listening that have never at least stepped into a wrestling ring, now there's no reason for me to ever bump in it. That's not my (laughs) kick. but just walking into it, you know, I've done camera work and whatnot, and that is a pretty solid surface. doesn't Doesn't quite bounce and bend the way people imagine it to do. So, you know, just falling back on it, I didn't, didn't ring right for me.
1: Definitely knocks the wind out of you. Well, we definitely had oh, our yeah, wind knocked now, out. But especially when we're in the ring with
0: Taffa. Uh You were there with uh, Hendrix as well. Um, I it believe would, you were, yes. You were there while she made her transition from sweet little girl to. Uh, well, I don't know if I, I, I have a family-friendly show, so I, I can't say anything too uh, off the wall. But uh, <laughs> see, some, something a little bit more evil—we'll say, say it that way. How was uh, it like working with her as well?
1: Taylor was awesome because again, she was there to learn and there to like kick butt and become the best that she could be. And I think we all very much like pushed each other to. Like it kind it, of like it, we got competitive. It was definitely like I want to be the best, and you know we we're out to prove something. Um, so we definitely like, what's the word? Pushed each other and challenged yeah. each uh, challenged each other. Um, so we had a lot of fun again working with her. Like all the girls were fantastic that came through OVW. Yeah. and they all had slightly different styles too. So us yeah. stepping in the ring with Taylor, we got to work, you know, a slightly different style, and we got to learn from each other. So yeah, we can't say like we had a blast. Okay.
0: Now, between the two of you, you've you already established that everybody kind of had their, their different styles and whatnot, but let's talk about the aspirations there, because when you're working in uh, a, a lo- location like OVW, there isn't really a tag division. There's the singular women's championship. So uh, was there – I know you said Al Snow kind of wanted y'all to separate and, uh, you know, I guess try it as a, as a – solo did you ever consider that long term i I you know I'm, I'm imagining that that was a temporary thing that he was pitching but did it ever cross him out like you know what i'm just gonna do this for me
1: no because i just like, like i just go no Kelly <laughs> <Because laughs> i know him and i'll go mm, no kind of lucy yes like i think she didn't mind kind of the idea of doing things on her own and um being a different character and doing something on her own, but I always wanted to be the best tag team we yeah, could be. And I think, I think we've all, there's a part of us that still kind of wants that out there because, and I, I guarantee it's going to happen sooner or later with, Sasha with the and um, Sasha and Bailey and the WWE like that. Was, um, Bailey is like our spirit animal. I guarantee that is going to happen with her and um, Sasha soon because that's something we always wanted and we always felt like. And they did get girls coming in and they'd pair girls up, and but I think a lot—it's it, also a mind frame. I think to be a tag team, like you have to want to be a tag team, and you have to want to work towards being a tag team. And I think, unfortunately for us, like wrestling-wise, we never got to wrestle the girls who actually were a tag team and wanted to be a tag and team. And sort of sometimes it was always like a tweak in in, in psychology. Like yes. we spent so much time studying tag and watching teams. and like. Training with the guys and things where we were having tag matches and Rip would teach us so much where we just really felt like it was ingrained into our heads certain aspects yes. of tag team wrestling. And then when you pair people up, they don't see it like that. they don't see it the way you see it, and it's hard to kind of explain and get like a certain match out of people when they're not used to working as a tag team. And that might sound strange to people, but it's very it's like different. It happens, and it's very it is very different. I because, think we probably drove a lot of people mad all the time, being like, well, we have, have to do this move together and we have to do this because we're a team. Have to and we have here to do, and you have to make yeah. sure the tags and you have to make sure you're not having a singles match and then, oh, remembering somebody's on the apron. Like, it was a lot of, yeah, uh, we, we hope one, you never know, one day, like, we would be able to really be the best tag team that we could be. Like, I just want to get in the ring with American Alpha yeah. and The Revival <laughs> and then they can, like, because we had the guys like Ted McNaylor and... Adam Revolver, OBW, yeah. and they were just like an insane, like fantastic tag team, and we just always wanted to, we always wanted to have learn a from them and, them. and yeah. get in the ring with them because the psychology was just on point. So we're a tag team. Yes, yeah, and that's the thing. We always wanted to be the best that we could be as a tag team, and that's something that I think will always be like the, the end goal and the dream goal sort of thing. But I mean, I enjoyed doing single stuff too, and it, I wouldn't be afraid to sort of do single stuff. But I think the dream just has always been you, that ultimate tag team match. The Hardy Boys are our <laughs> idols. I'm like, come on, we just yes. wanted to be a tag team. Uh,
0: that is beautiful, actually. I, 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 I'm from an area where tag teams were really big, you know, uh, coming up, rock and roll, midnight, you know, so on and so forth, Road warriors. Yeah. yeah, you could go down the line. So and I, I hated it when it turned into tag teams were just an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. You know, for there was a strong period in wrestling where and I don't want to point the finger and say WWE was responsible for it, but there there was a while that they de emphasized tag teams and at any given day that you could just toss two people together, all right, this is our tag team of the week and I yeah i I, I hated that that era yeah
1: because (laughs) WWE used to have the tag division the cruiserweight division the main event coming back and i think yeah now it's kind of slowly coming back you never know maybe they'll have like a tag team of the world like um get tag teams from all over the world and have a tournament and then kind of upstart the tag team division again because yeah you're right it did get to a point where it just kind of wasn't there anymore and People weren't having, like, really, really good tag matches. But now, gosh, like, American Alpha, oh. we, I, we just sit staring at the I TV know. going, to be that Because good. that's it. To like, <laughs> that so good. The tag team is you have the, the same gear. You have the same ideals. You eat, sleep, and break, Like, you are a tag team no matter what. And that's, I guess, the thing that we'll always yeah. dream of.
0: <laughs> well, I hope that some, some way, somehow that happens. Now, I have to be a revival guy. You know, I, I, I like uh, that. Yeah. And I thought that the revival, they were a great team. A great throwback. Uh, reminded yeah. me a lot of Tully Arn. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: It's it's a beautiful chemistry and a great dance that goes on in that. And to see um, to see those guys live, when I, I caught them when they came into Atlanta, the revival and American Alpha, that was an outstanding tag match. That yeah. I would say only a hair underneath what you might have saw in uh,
2: Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. See, I saw them live at um, a festival in Louisville. Like, I actually got to see NXT live, and I saw them versus Enzo and Cass. And I, it was just one of those things where I was just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, yeah, you just, just, they are. They're, they're, they're just so incredible. Solid, and, like, they don't miss a beat at all.
0: No, they don't. They're, they, they are outstanding. They're, yeah. There's really nothing else I can say for it. And to get to your point, I am going to go ahead and, and – uh, the backup, the prediction. I do believe that the WWE <laughs> will will produce a tag team tournament. I don't. I don't think it'll happen within this year, but I no, think no,
1: it'll maybe not. Yeah.
0: I think the women would be the next thing that will come on the plate. Actually.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they'll have to have Bailey have her own run in WWE first, and I think that's going to probably, obviously, be next year when she's kind of I don't know done something on on her own. But then I definitely see when her and Sasha have had kind of their fair share of that'll, that'll be singles. something new. Sing, yeah, yeah, that'll be something new.
0: Yeah, now that, that'll be interesting to see when and if it happens. I hope it does. I, I feel like it will. Uh, and just yes. like the little cruiserweight tournament that they had, I, I think they're going to pull the ladies from all over the country, if not the world. Oh
1: yes. I said that the day. I was, if it said to my husband, I bet they'll do a women's
0: one soon. Oh, absolutely. It's about the network now. We got they got to produce content. content. I
1: know.
0: And that that's about as much content as you can get. Okay, now get back on track. <laughs> We, we, we've we reeled off a little bit there. Uh, yeah. While you were actively wrestling, were there any aspirations to, to hit some of the all uh, ladies promotions? I mean, regularly, like Shimmer to the Shines, the WSUs. Uh, I don't know if Shine was active at the time when you were wrestling, but in any case, some of the all-lady promotions that you could think of, were there any aspirations for that? Because if any place that you could have applied the trade of being a tag team legitimately it would have been some location like that
1: that's true uh, <laughs> to be honest no, like I, there was no real i want to say don't want to be rude but there was no desire for us like, I, I know we can like we'd absolutely love to learn from all those people um but i guess while we were just ovw it was just a case that we were training so much with ovw and when we first got here it was training Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we'd have shows Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. possibly Friday, and then Saturday, and mostly Sunday, and we were doing Wednesday TVs. So when we first got here, it was busy eat, gym. sleep, and breathe OVW and, you know, fit, you know, go to the gym, do all that. So that was like a good few years of doing that. And we'd kind of wrestle here and there, you know, Josie took her, took us under her wing, and We'd wrestle here and there at certain places, and then we'd come back to England and we'd you know, wrestle on shows at home. So we were just doing a lot, and we just really enjoyed the people at OVW and learning from them. And, I don't know, we just kind of never really had the desire to, like, go elsewhere. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Now, you do know, I, I believe, Josie is responsible for uh, Queens of Combat.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Uh, I believe she, she runs that in... Uh, North, is it North Carolina? North Carolina, I think. So, uh, has, without going too far in depth, have you ever been reached out to for that event, considering the connection?
1: No.
2: (laughs) No? No, um...
1: I don't know. No, I mean, now we're not wrestling at the moment. Like we yeah. said, it's just been something that we haven't. I think she started that as we started doing well, some yeah. TNA and then we kind of moved yes, away. I think we were with TNA at the time and then we kind of moved away from it all and kind of took a break. So, no, we haven't had anything lined up for doing anything like that at the moment.
0: Okay. Well, we'll, we'll come back around to that in, in a little while. Um, British Boot Camp. Yes. What was that? <laughs> for those that aren't aware.
1: Oh, British Boot Camp was TNA's first reality TV show, and it saw um, basically four British wrestlers compete to win a TNA contract. And we happened to be two, two of those um, two of those British wrestlers. Um, and it aired in England. That's just England, that I was yeah. like not over here. Um, and it was, oh, it was on, Scar- no, yeah. on Challenge TV. Yeah, and Marty Skrill and Rockstar Spud were the two other competitors. Yes, yeah, that we were competing <laughs> against. <Yeah. laughs> Um, yeah, so we we had an absolute blast. It was basically them following us around in England, going to certain shows, um, having oh, like I'm tryouts welcome. in um, the Impact Zone, and all that kind of stuff. And it was one of the best experiences we've ever had yeah.
0: Okay, so so at no point working a reality TV show did the cameras ever bother you, or, or did you, did it you just get to a point that? You didn't even see him anymore. They were just there so much that, it didn't even about, that you'd never thought about it.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because we always used to laugh when watching reality TV shows. Like, you know, you get people sitting there going, oh, what's real, what's fake? Or, oh, it's like things are scripted, things are staged. But honestly, we had an awesome, like, group of people, like cameramen and, like, people that were, you know, helping out and, like, around the places. And we'd have, like, our schedules of where we were – going to go that day and kind of you know if we had training or if film. we had like certain things that we were going to film but honestly it was just the guys had the camera on and then mm-hmm. us but marty just kind of got on with it yeah. and so it wasn't nothing was like scripted in what we said we were yeah, just hanging just out in like, we yeah. were just really just the four of us were hanging out and doing what just needed going do. with the flow going to training and you know going into certain situations like if it was like okay you know we're going to go to this poor boy hang out here tonight. Or gonna go? We're going on a night out here. We just kind of said okay, and then they just put the cameras on and film us going, you know, doing but that. It was a good group and of people. Yeah. Jeremy Bowers did really good with that, and we had a lot of fun. And we were in good company with Marty and Spud too. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was it, just basically it was hanging out
0: here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <And wrestling. laughs> like, uh, I see. So that that was a uh, a good experience It wasn't too intrusive. I guess you you got yeah. used to it. Yeah. Um, around 2007, TNA was uh, considered. Yeah, uh, I was. I would say by most to have a vastly stronger women's division. Once once they decided that they were going to go full throttle with it, was that a roster that you always considered being a part of, or was, d- despite the fact that w that the WWE was lighter, uh, and again, the popular consensus with the fans was that it was a lot of fluff at the time. Uh, did that bother you in the direction that they were going? And, and by them, I mean WWE in their world opposed to TNA. I know that's two different questions, but uh, try to stick with me on that. So, uh,
2: Oh, no,
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, TN, we loved watching TNA for the women, and we definitely tuned in each week because it was everybody was talking about it and that's where you could go and watch women who were actually having matches, main eventing stuff, Um, you could learn from them and you could, like Gail Kim's fantastic and so was Victoria and you could just watch them and learn from them and sit there for more than two minutes and like see them play out a storyline and like it was so cool to be able to see that and the fact that they were pushing these women and they were giving them a chance and Definitely, like, we got so fed up of watching WWE when they were doing, like, diva searches and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, we were just like, uh, no, nope. like, it, we we hated it and we would get so angry and, like, every WrestleMania when the girls would walk out and they'd be supposed to be feuding, but they're in, like, fluffy little outfits and just walking to them. We would get so mad and we would rant and we would be like, really? That's what they're letting the girls do so? Yeah, so it definitely yeah. drew your attention when, obviously, Gail came and Awesome um, like yeah. doing all the main events and showing everybody that women could be taken seriously, wrestling
0: wise. Yeah. yeah I, I think they carried the company for a while. I, I was yeah. a little disappointed that they didn't uh, whomever decided to make that decision didn't kind of follow through with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, th- I think they had the, the highest ratings for a good period of time, at least a better portion of a year. So I, how they never really decided, hey, let's Keep this going. I'll n- never know. Um, yeah. When? Uh, give me the timeline of when Br- British boot camp took place in your careers, because I, I I know I've jumped around here in this conversation. So, but for the benefit of those that are listening, uh, you started. At we yeah um, we. It. Sorry. I, I was just trying to lay out the timeline, to, to for those that are listening. Uh, so you started at Future Shock. You went. From there to OVW, is that correct?
1: Well, we we started Future Shock in 2005. Mm-hmm. Then I think we moved to kind of SAS Wrestling in I want to say 2007. And yeah, then we OBW, going, going back and, yeah, forth, back and forth between the two, and then we'd wrestled five years in England before we came to OBW in two thousand and nine properly. Yeah. Um. And then British Boot Camp we filmed 2012. in two thousand and twelve, and it aired in two thousand and thirteen. The begin yeah, aired in January two thousand and thirteen, and for that year we wrestled with TNA, and then at the end of that year we kind of bowed, <laughs> bowed out of the race. <laughs>
0: Okay, that, and we'll we'll get to, to that portion of it. I, I'm, I'm sure many have wanted to know the, the whys as to, you know, you, you kind of you disappeared or made the decision to step away. Uh, but let, let's go to some of the, the better portions of TNA and Impact Wrestling. Uh, we know how you got in, involved in it. Uh, one of you competed on the, the uh, Knockouts Knockdown pay-per-view. I believe that was the, the first one was that 2013 i uh, i believe um first why weren't the both of you there was it uh was it just creative or
2: what what no
1: the reason is very simple because i couldn't work i was lucy was on the pay-per-view and then she appeared on impact before we stopped wrestling but currently but during 2013 i was i got married so I couldn't work for TNA because I didn't have my work visa yet. That took a whole year. I don't think I got it till the end of that in year. the end of that year. So Lucy was good. She was doing all the stuff on her own and we were trying to figure out how we would both come in and what we would do and if we were gonna be a tag team if we wanted something else. But yeah, that was simply because I didn't have a work visa.
2: Oh. <laughs> I know
1: there was quite a bit of speculation with that yes. but it was quite simply the fact that when we'd finished Kelly had like put the visa in pro set and yeah um, protest se- pro se- before before the, we got called for boot camp and then all of a sudden we got called for boot camp and they got me a work visa but Kelly wasn't able to do anything because she was on a marriage visa and preparing to get married yeah so it was that was kind of the reason why that whole yeah. year I you was holding
0: <laughs> ah so so fans there I'm sure she wished it was something a little bit more elaborate than that but no. <laughs> The, he didn't want
2: me.
0: He just wanted one of us. <laughs> well, see to can, that.
2: Bit at the end. If you
0: said that, that that would be good stuff. I'm sure people would be writing in the TNA right now. How dare you?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we get to, we get to that bit. Keep going to why we finished.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I, and I was trying to. I'm trying my best. To, no, no, uh, no. See. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, well, you know, you hear so many things about TNA. Yeah, yeah. The good and the bad. So, you know, I'm I'm sure it wouldn't surprise a lot of people if you're like, look here, I got stuff I want to say about TNA. It, it wouldn't shock them. Yeah. But uh, but I'm I'm not gonna encourage that. Let's let's say that. Oh, no. Um. So, the, I guess the next question, and, and you kind of answered this already, the offer for the contract for TNA that wasn't just a TV shtick. That was legitimate, correct?
1: Oh, yes. We got offered the contract in Manchester, England, um, as part of the boot camp tour, which was a surprise to us because we had no idea it yes. was happening. Um, Dixie invited us out to the ring in front of, like, everybody whole oh, 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 crowd oh. and asked us if we were, you know, we'd like to go to the States and, we, you know, sign with TNA. So that kind of came as a surprise for us. I think because that was after Spud had won, after yes. we'd finished filming and we were just doing the tour. Um, so And we were incredibly excited and couldn't wait for it. But it just, we had to deal with kind of all that stuff with the visas. And it kind of was, we, did the we store, have to admit, was it was pretty sucky like, timing yeah. for everything. Like, I think the timing was, could have been better. Um, but I was definitely just making the most of it and doing what you know, whatever I could. Um, so, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so, all of that was legit stuff. Well, that's good. Yeah. To um, without getting into the, Financial specifics, because you certainly don't want to broadcast that stuff. <laughs> but was it uh was the contract everything that you imagined it would be at the time? Let, let, let's put it that way.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. Well, I think any wrestler will tell you as soon as you give it a contract where you're making decent money, it's like, oh my God, I'm getting That's paid for wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Like it's pretty incredible when anybody can turn around and say, I'm working this it. is the thing I've enjoyed doing and put my all into it, my passion and everything, and then you can turn it into your okay. job and your career. Like I don't think, I think that's just amazing for anybody. Anybody knows that feeling when you can turn your passion into your job, and it was fantastic. It was just an awesome experience to be able to say that after nine years of wrestling, we were given a contract that You know, you sign on the dotted line and then you're making money out of wrestling. You know, our dad has driven up and down the UK wrestling in front of seven people. So when he could finally, like, drop us off, like, here at the Wembley Arena and it's like, you're getting paid for that. It was a pretty, pretty cool, you know, um, year working with TNA.
0: I would imagine so. Uh, Wembley Arena, Uh, what's the seating for that?
1: I think when we wrestled it was like 8,000 plus or something.
0: Oh, okay. So so that that's quite the jump now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely. The biggest crowd we've um, wrestled in front of.
0: And you said the, the smallest that you can remember is that you've wrestled in front of maybe seven people. So, oh, I, yeah. so I guess that that is a huge uh, turn of faith. Just fate.
1: A, a few more people.
0: <laughs> just a few. Just a few. <laughs>
1: just
0: a few. Uh, are there any particular matches that stand out during your um, Impact Wrestling run or TNA run? I- yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. I definitely say the first one we did when we actually that was on Boot Camp when Try we wrestled um, Gail and Madison Rain because it was the tryout match and we had Hulk Hogan in the back uh, who was watching us. So then we got to watch it back when it was actually on British Boot Camp and we got to watch his commentary on our match Which and that was, that was pretty surreal. Yeah, crazy. and then and wrestling them on that show for the first time was really cool too. Um, and then again, in Wembley. Wembley would have been Wembley a huge one. Wembley was fun one. because we got to do a little bit more, and it was yeah. one of our favorites in the fact that it was a tag match, and we were getting oh, to fun, team yeah. with Marty. Um, and, yeah, we got to do a little bit more in that and kind of show what we could do, and that was definitely a highlight too. Yeah. And then I enjoyed wrestling like Tapper and um, matches with Gail Kim that I had, so there was quite a few that it we enjoyed. Good.
0: You know, how you get... Two were involved in that company and not be around long enough for the uh, the tag team the Knockouts tag team championship, right, which I guess was a, a short run experiment with with them. Uh, it's a little disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought if nothing, that was supposed to be Taylor. for you were you there? Yeah. Were, were both of you there collectively? I, I should say uh, at the time when the the tag titles. But her knockouts were still active and running strong, or were they kind of fading away?
1: No, I don't think they were there. No, I don't think they were there when we were... um, I think, actually, you're right, because I think it was fading away, because I remember when they got them, and we were like, oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. And then I think it must have started fading away, and we completely missed it, and we were like, oh... Well, maybe bring them back. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be a good time to bring them back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that I, I don't think TNA quite knew what they were going to do with the tag team because they definitely – I don't think they saw us. Like, okay. I, I don't think they put two and two together with that. It was a bit confusing.
0: Uh, I don't think so either. Uh, that seemed like that turned into their version of what the WWE was doing. Well, they just slap two people together and yeah, put, put them in a team. <laughs> Once it got to the point where it was Eric Young and ODB, I was like, okay, yeah, they just – <laughs> they they have forgotten what they want to do with it now, and, and bless Eric Young, that guy can make anything work. I tell
2: you, <laughs> so
0: he's he's a good one. Um, so yes, that's a, That's quite the shame. They did, so open letter to TNA, y'all should bring those back just for that reason. Have a little bit more <laughs> focus behind it. Um, okay, so TNA officially the last location that the Blossom Twins worked, or was there some other? Spot behind this?
1: Nope, that no, was our last, the last I think was my well, my last match was at OVW a few weeks after I think TNA. I think mine was um, too. I think Kelly's was too. Um, because I wrestled Tapper. I think that was yeah, my last, I did Well, my last match, but then I did um, do like the Royal Rumble last year. Yeah. Um, for Roundpeg Promotions and OVW in Louisville. Um, but yeah, I think TNA was the last sort of big company we worked for, and that we haven't really done. Any wrestling since?
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, was this a uh, was the decision made in TNA, or did you part ways with TNA first? How how did that come come down? It that? yeah. That's, let me just leave it at that. How did that come down? Was the, was the decision made for you to leave first, or how did that go?
1: Um, we like Kelly said, she got married in the March of 2013, and then I just so happened to get married in the October. So it'd been kind of becoming where we were just starting to feel a little bit more family orientated and we were getting a bit burnt out with wrestling. Yes. And then as the time came towards where Kelly had got her visa and she could sign a contract, I think TNA kind of decided they were well, lost. They, they, lost. they didn't really know what they wanted to do with us. So we got a little bit confused as to why they. Well, you've got twins, do you not know, want twins? And they were trying to change a lot of who we were and as far as wanting to bring us in as sisters, not twins, like it was a very, very confusing and it yeah, we... was just like so much up and down of just feeling really like treated a little bit off and going It was okay, a bit... what's happening? Like why do you want to now bring us in not looking the same or just it was just weird, and I think we'd kind of just felt a little bit burnt out, and like we said, our brains had maybe switched gears just slightly. We weren't having as much fun at training, and we we weren't allowed to do certain things at OVW and take yeah. part in certain sort of classes that we absolutely loved and wanted to be a part of, And we somehow also- we somehow weren't allowed to go to them. Like they had all these kind of silly rules, um, so it took a lot of the fun away from it, and. Yeah, we and so it, we just felt a little bit burnt out at the time. And, we, and we can't fault, like, Tina, because we had so much fun during boot camp and we really loved working for them and everything like that. Oh, yeah. It was just towards the final thing of both of us being able to work. I think somebody in the higher-ups had lost what we were doing and the fact that they'd hired both of us. And yeah. what and now, okay, we have two of them, well, what are we going to do with them? And I don't know whether... I don't know if they were testing us or I don't know if they were just Oh, they didn't. I've Did well, I, I, I always wondered if it was the fact that WWE at the time it was all about the Bellas, and I for some reason wondered if they didn't want to co- feel like they were copying WWE. But then, in my opinion, I was like, "But Bellas are, well Bellas are doing good because of the twins. So why wouldn't you just have the Blossom twins? Like to me, it felt like they were didn't want the Blossom twins because it was too similar to the Bella twins. I'm like well, we just so happen to be twins and we wrestled. So, you know, if that's up to yeah, you. Yeah, that, that, that kind gimmick. of upset us then because we're like, well, all we it was almost do. like you're punishing us for being twins. Like, what? This is all we've ever wanted to do and we're a tag team. That's who we are. And it was, so it was a little bit odd. So, like I said, we kind of were settling down a little bit and just weren't having as much fun anymore so we made the decision to well Kelly made the decision not to sign and then I made the decision to kind of bow out so that was kind of how we ended and again not on bad terms because we had we thanked them for so much and like all the experiences we had and like every single person we wrestled it honestly was amazing and like just one of the best experiences but just kind of like that kind of threw us off a little bit. Yeah, so, and it was good to bow out on our own time, too, because like we said, we were doing, like, yeah. a, and that had also come at a time when we hadn't been home for about 10 months, and that really played a part in it, too, because we were just missing our family, so everything was kind of a little bit like, oh.
0: <laughs> so, so it was basically a compilation of a lot of different things, I guess, creating, yeah, yeah. It, you're, you're changing gears in your life, missing your family, just a lot of things all kind of coming down at one time. Ultimately led to the decision not just to leave TNA, but to leave the wrestling industry as a whole.
1: Yes. And exactly. Nail on the head.
0: Oh well, I'm glad I can clar- clarify that for for anybody because I'm I'm sure there have been many people that have asked you that same question.
1: Yeah, but I don't think we've ever answered it as honestly and no. as open like that, actually.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, good for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There you
2: go.
0: It's exclusive. <laughs> That's right. Exclusive to the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. And I do appreciate it. And I think uh, it's, it's safe to say that that wasn't a difficult decision then.
1: Um, no, it, it kind of was because oh. I felt like – this is Kelly. I felt like I, there was a lot of pressure on me because at the time, Lucy was doing well with her doing single stuff. And it did feel like there was a lot of pressure on me to – turn around and make you that decision. Decided, yes, you I decided that many months before me that you were done yes, with red. That I just I'd had enough Which and then it was hard for me. And it was hard for Lucy because then she felt like do I keep going on my own or do I stop? And then I think once you got married you kind of understood how I was feeling. Yes. But then It still it was a lot of pressure on me because I'm like oh my goodness have I just been destroyed this tag team (laughs) have I just been the one that's like okay and you know because you don't you don't want to go Lucy I I want to quit that means you have because it wasn't like that but obviously we'd always dreamed of being a tag team so it was like a big deal yeah it was definitely hard for me because like I I remember like answering the question of you know what's going to happen and it was really really hard to kind of turn around and say yep I've decided to leave yeah um but I get ultimately I can't you know I shouldn't live with regrets or anything like that you know what happened happened and um, there's times when I definitely miss it and oh, I wonder yeah. maybe what I could have accomplished on my own or what you know could have happened um, but everything we've done since then it's like I can't I can't complain and I feel like everything happens for a reason so that was how it was meant to be.
2: Very
0: good, very good. Um, the management. I guess, publicly while you were involved with Impact Wrestling, was that, uh, you said Hogan was there, so I'm assuming you came in during the Hogan-Bischoff regime. Is that roughly about it?
1: Um, I think it was yeah. a little bit late with Derrick Bischoff still there. Yeah, I think so. It was more Hogan. So. Hogan, I think. But no, well, I think that Bischoff Hogan, was still there. But then I think, we, I think as boot camp ended, Hogan kind of wasn't there as much after boot camp. But he was fantastic. The fact that we got to work oh, yeah. with him, he was amazing.
2: Okay. Oh he was lovely.
1: But,
0: but the I guess the, the the creative underneath him was mm-hmm. uh how can I put it? Um a lot of fans believe and I'm sure you can clarify that that there was transition going on with Impact Wrestling around that time. I know they, they changed over in two thousand ten, I believe. That was when Hogan and Bischoff came in. Uh
2: yeah.
0: and there was the the wheels of management seemingly, and again, clarify this if it's, if it's wrong, seemingly we're kind of rotating in and out. Uh, and it looked like they'd affect the creative uh, to some degree because there were there were things that happened there that a lot of the long-time fans were like, why are you doing this? Uh, yeah. I guess the most notable things are getting rid of the six-sided range, dropping it into four, and then basically telling the fans, hey, you know, a lot of chances to come and just get used to it, you know. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry about what you like. Uh, the decision to make. Oh, we're going to turn the X division essentially to our version of the cruiser. You got to be two two hundred and twenty pounds, and and then it went from that to every X division match is going to be a three way match. I mean, it, it was a lot of stuff that felt like it was just being thrown against the wall. So, did it feel as if that environment was affecting your? love for the craft, if you were there during that stuff.
1: Not really, because I, I don't think we, we get were. To really be, No, a, and we weren't really a part no, of we, those. To, be to that, like no. I want to say, like we didn't get to, I guess, see the ins and outs or behind the scenes of anything like that, or I guess be a part of it. No. I don't, and like we said, unless that had things to do with what they wanted us to do, and uh, if it affected us in that way, we couldn't tell you, because we don't know who sort of made those decisions or you know, what was going on. Um So, yeah, I don't really know. It definitely probably was like at that transitioning stage with them trying to make changes in, and, and those but changes happening for it, the yeah. fans, but we weren't necessarily aware of it.
0: Okay. Do you watch it at all today?
1: Mm, not really. <laughs> Only when we see Spud do stuff and we're like, yay yeah, Spud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we like to tune into Spud every now and again and like catch it if we can, but not really.
0: Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I guess uh is that all wrestling or just impact? Let me be let me clarify here. Is it you just don't watch that program or or just wrestling in general?
2: Oh no, we we, we, we love wrestling. wrestling. We'll
1: we'll always be what the network's always on yeah. in my house. Uh right we always love watching old stuff like we'll forever be like putting on old tapes or just old like documentaries and things and then NXT it is, is probably the thing that brought our love yes. back for Tuning into WWE because we didn't really pay much attention to the current WWE. Um, yeah, we. And as I soon as we saw Bailey, that was yeah. it. And then so we try and watch NXT all the time. We've been watching the Cruiserweight Classic and. Yeah, we we've we been watching, like I said, we love to tune. We never like, stopped watching the old stuff. But no. Yeah, it wasn't until NXT came around that we really started paying attention to that. <laughs> We're still very much Saturday morning wrestlings on the TV. Oh, yeah. My husband's always watching, like, the old tapes and old oh, matches. I so. literally just caught up with the final of the Cruiserweight Classic before we did this interview. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <I'll,
0: laughs> well, you know, I I missed the final. I, I am ashamed to say I <laughs> forgot that was on. I, <laughs> I mean, but that's. Well, what I didn't
1: the, get to see it live, but I watched it. Or not live, but like you know, I I watched it. It was like
0: I watched it before. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I I didn't see it live as as I stated, and and clearly you guys kind of catch it when you catch it. But that's what the networks done to me. Is is it's, it's taking away my drive to like I, I got to see it this second because I just look yeah. at it on demand. So yeah. That, that is the, the joy of the network, and it does uh, reignite a little bit of rustling love for the oh, fans yeah. that, that have watched it for years and years and years. So I guess you, you guys go back to the Attitude Era and, and watch the Hardys do their thing.
1: Yeah.
0: How wonderful. Now, when they drop <laughs> OVW material on there, they you can watch yourselves. Oh,
1: well, <laughs> that would be cool. We, we do see It is cool now how they have a lot of footage, and they have footage from even the guys back home, and they do oh, like, yeah, I know. so much stuff now um but it's Thanks awesome to you. It. yeah it's awesome the network's fantastic because there's just so much stuff on it like it's so cool that you can go back and watch our macho man matches and turn on mr perfect every now and again and you just it just there everything you go.
0: wonderful good choice right there mr perfect
1: i love mr perfect he's
0: brilliant <laughs> <laughs> now, uh without sounding vain how often do you watch your own stuff
1: I probably haven't watched our own stuff in a long time. Not very often, because, see, we're Mm. our biggest critics, so we watch our own stuff and go, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Get it off you, We always laugh because we go, when, obviously, you you do get the people in the past who people want to comment and people want to make negative comments. I'm like, please, people, I can make myself feel much worse than you can (laughs) because we are our own worst critics. We know how we want to look in our head, and with having each other as well, Lucy knows how I want to look in my head, so if I do something, slightly wrong she'll go Kelly like seriously so you know uh, we don't watch ourselves back too much unless it's just the fun of going oh look we did a ladder match oh look that's Hulk Hogan and me <laughs> you know
0: you <laughs> don't criticize yourself so much good you're already yeah. networked. so just keep this in mind OVW at some point will release to the network and you're probably <laughs> going to see your stuff all over again
1: <laughs> Well, just, pretty cool on the uh, WWE Network, I can't uh, lie, so I'll suck up uh, for that. just saying,
0: you know, it, it's, it's going to happen. And, and just as a side note, you should be, the two of you should be proud. You basically were in the predecessor of what became NXT, because if they didn't follow the, the outline that OVW laid, I don't know what could have yeah, possibly yeah. happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anybody out there that takes NXT just came out of the blue? No, that, that was... a. Uh, that came from OVW, which sped off to Florida Championship Wrestling, which then became NXT.
2: Yep. All right.
0: So now, I think we're getting now to one of the, uh, the big questions here. And that would be, since taking this personal hiatus, have the two of you ever considered a potential return to pro wrestling? Do you ever get that itch?
1: Yes. yes. I feel like I get that every day, but then Hi. there's just, there's lots of stuff we're doing now to the point where I think starting new goals, we're like, want to see them through first. But I like, like I said, last was it last year now? Yes. Last year, the Roundtable Promotions and OVW did a big show in Louisville, which I got to be a part of, and I got to be in the Rumble, and I got to wrestled with like ODB and Taylor again and it was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it and all the nerves anxiety and everything oh, no. came back which you know is something me and Kelly always say because we love wrestling so much it can tend to be something that we overthink yeah. and get very anxious about so we don't miss those days because it, it's a lot it can be overwhelming sometimes yeah. but I had an absolute blast and loved just even getting to be a part of that and it was fun to lace up my boots again and wear gear and just everything so we do get the, do get the I think it's just like the right thing that I guess would come along and you know we're always Beals. training and yeah. stuff and always you know prepared I guess for anything but um, yeah, we definitely can't. do. We always said we're terrible with fashion, but our wrestling gear was our most favorite thing to put on because yes. you just felt like that's what you were supposed to be wearing. So, and now definitely seeing the likes of Bailey and Sasha and just feeling like you those can't are the curls that you want to wrestle. You can't not get the itch to be like, oh, my goodness, to just have a match with Bailey would be so awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there would be a lot of training involved. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, you probably could pull it back out of what they say. is like riding a bike.
1: Yeah, True. Yeah,
0: there's definitely certain parts of it yeah. that are like that. Uh, now, that's just me. Now, now keep in mind, you keep, you're hearing this from a guy that had not been in the ring, so, so <laughs> no, no, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But <laughs> considering your answer, uh-huh. and this will probably be a clip, I'm just going to say. It's probably going to wind up on the Facebook page. A quick plug for me, Women's Pro Network, Facebook. Um, <laughs> you do know. That is a potential that some promoter is going to hear that and say, hey, I might be able to convince them to get back in the ring. (laughs) Do you think any promoter could convince you into putting on the boots again?
1: I think so. I mean, like we said, I think it just depends on the situation, depends on maybe what match ideas and who. Um, and in saying that, that's what I was just laughing because my husband does the round peg promotions, and he could definitely convince me. Oh. Wow! Like he's been like yeah. one of our biggest inspirations in wrestling, and somebody who can definitely um, motivate us, yeah. light a fire under our ass to do stuff. So, um, but it definitely was well, the game, right, Then yes. Yeah.
0: Well, well, in fairness, now if your husband can't convince you to get back in the ring, I mean, really <laughs> who can? You know.
1: Exactly. But well, for him, yeah, because he he definitely has cool ideas and um thinks but, of things every now and again, and sometimes has stuff that he's like working on. And anytime he says it, I'm like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, you know, he, it, all of that aside, I mean, I'm sure that's very true. But he should just be able to say, "Baby, please come on, get in the ring," you know. And that, and that's,
1: <laughs> you know, He'll that's. tell yeah.
2: him that. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, that's that's you know, when he hears it, just just. Dude, just repeat that. Baby, please. Get, <laughs> you know, that that works. My rap is strong. No, anyway. Uh,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> what is it that you're doing these days? I, I've seen you in the videos, but, you know, we want to share that with the world because you have taken a vast left turn from wrestling these days. You know, from beating people up to doing fill in the blank.
1: But now at the moment we are, we currently have a blog. It's called www.sweetisalwaysinstyle.blogspot.com and we absolutely love it. Like writing is something we've always been interested in since we were in high school. Like we absolutely loved English class and out of everything else. And Lucy started the blog two years ago. Yep. She started the blog two years ago and then since then we've just kind of. We've just been growing and growing. We we do book reviews. We do like just lifestyle things, stories, just memories, like everything. And then from that, we progressed kind of to the YouTube we channel. progressed to the YouTube channel um, about a year ago. And again, we tried that before and then we were like, um, it didn't take off straight away. But then we were kind of like, no, we want to keep having a go. And it was just somewhere to be creative, and I guess get that wrestling side of us that we didn't necessarily do while we were wrestling. And it was just the fun taking the nick out of ourselves, mick, being goofy, having a laugh, and yeah, we just we really really enjoy it. So basically, now you can always find us writing. <laughs> <laughs> we're always writing, we're always reading, reading and ideas. then just thinking of ideas and just being creative. So every day is just a very creative. I think it's just, and now the things that we love is because when it makes us happy we just hope that our blog and our youtube channel will make other people happy that those people like find our people like find the people who um we can inspire who we can just make smile for the day who we can send connect a positive with. message to and who we can connect with and it's just it's really really nice we've made some amazing friends through blogging and just yeah it, it's awesome
0: well that's uh, it is very nice. I've I, I watched a couple of videos, and you definitely seem like you're enjoying yourself. That that much is clear. Yeah. Uh, but, man, that is, if I were a betting man, and you put that in front of me six, seven years ago, when, you know, whenever, and say, like, hey, those two right there are going to start a YouTube channel and just, you know, start blogging, and uh, give up wrestling, I, you probably would have gotten some money out of me at the time. <laughs> so, I mean, of all things, How (laughs) did that, I mean, was this something that was carried on for years or did it just kind of, pardon the expression, blossom later on in life uh, as you uh, were exiting wrestling?
1: Yeah, well, like Kelly said, with with writing, we've always wanted to write and we've always, and along the, um, as we were wrestling and like OVW, we would always be making notes and, we baked a lot. So we'd be doing baking and we'd be writing stories to go with like things that we made. And so we were always doing things like behind the scenes where it was like putting together our own cookbooks or, you know, working on our own stories. And that's something that we're still working on now where it's like, we, you know, love writing like romance stories or we're we're giving ourselves new projects. And then that's the thing where the blog came about to be able to practice our writing and to kind of connect with other people and, just get to write like it was our favorite thing to do wake up in the morning and write and so that kind of blossomed with the blog um and then again like that's it progressed over the years to the point where we were doing it more and we were scheduling things and having specific things we had to write about or working with different companies um and then like we said the um, youtube channel just came from there when i think after being away from wrestling a little while we just got to the point where we were like we miss interacting with people we miss being goofy or being, like, cutting promos or being a character. So it kind of made us just want to switch on the, you know, camera and just see what we could do and see what we could come up with. Well, um, we had so many people, which we always are so, very so thankful. grateful for, because we had a lot of people who were still following us and chatting to us from our wrestling career. So it meant a lot to us that doing this new venture, a lot of people kind of stuck with us, we felt like, and then obviously there was new people, but it's a chance for us, like when we, um, we love talking about wrestling. So our YouTube channel, not not everything is wrestling related, but when we do get to sit down and talk about either favorite matches or things that we've done, it's fun, because it's fun to still interact with those people who were so supportive back then, and who follow, yeah, and who us, follow like, us now and who we can still see. And who still like to know what we're doing. Yeah, it? we're so grateful, like you asking us to be on this podcast. Yeah. It's so cool to think that people are still like, well, what are you guys up to? Like, yeah. all those things. Like, yeah. thank you for sticking with us and kind of, you yeah. know, yeah. being interested.
0: Well, of course. Of course, people are going to stick with you. They don't just forget. That doesn't <laughs> happen. And, and to, uh, talk about the channel specifically because i I haven't uh gone in depth into the blog as much as i have the uh the youtube channel if you can tell i'm a very visual guy so you know i don't know if you've gone to my channel their the videos and doing them regularly is a lot of work oh yeah sure, sure you know at this point and i've seen that you you can Cover a pretty fair gamut. I mean, most of this was uh, food. I was like, man, they they bake a lot. But then I started talking about toys and video games and you know books and all all sorts of other things in there. I mean, is there any uh, parameters that you will not touch within the course of your your uh, YouTube channel?
1: Um. I don't know. I guess it just depends. We definitely do love covering books and, like, the authors that we've made friends with along the way. It's just, it makes us so happy to, like, help them and be able to think of creative ways to talk about books because it's just a huge passion of ours. And then baking, like, we just love to bake, whether it's, like, Italian stuff or going out somewhere and sharing recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we love the wrestling and we'll be goofy. Um, but I don't know. We love... we. Watch so many YouTube channels, and we love seeing people doing challenges and baking, and just we really like seeing people just make fun of themselves because sometimes it's the most hilarious things that just make everybody laugh. So for us, it kind of just depends on what comes into our head and how you know we're being kind of our truest selves but getting to you know show people that exaggerate that be creative. So I don't really know, we don't really know what's off limits yet until. We just, you when know, it's I, come, we just go, okay, that sounds like
0: fun, let's do it. Yeah. Just I mean, simple. if we
1: put the thing out there to ask people what do you want us to do, I guess there's probably going to be some we go, mm, I don't want to do that. But until, like, we don't really have that at the moment, we just kind of do Oh, uh, what, what was that one? Lucy's, Lucy's like, X nail or everything was the cinnamon challenge. Lucy was Oh, like, yeah, somebody did know. ask us if we wanted to do the cin- cinnamon challenge as we do a lot of challenges, and I was like, no. <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. So that's the only thing right now that we've kind of gone, no, when somebody's asked, but other than that, we're not really sure of our limitations yet. We'll just see what creatively kind of comes to us.
0: Okay. I'm going to say y'all need to do a TV review. I'm just going to throw that okay. out
1: there.
0: You need to find, find what's the genre that you two look at. And I've seen you. I believe, unless my mind is playing tricks on me, I believe I saw y'all in a shirt that said "nerd," and that you know that covers a lot of genre right there. You know that that's a lot of fun ground to play with, a lot of good TV, a lot of you know a lot of good material. You know, now is this uh, something that y'all could could work on, like the sci-fi or fantasy and all that good stuff like that? See,
1: funnily enough, that shirt comes from our favorite show because the um, our favorite show is Chuck. So. The T-shirt is Zachary Levi's um, side project from his acting. He has the, the nerd, nerd Machine website and um, all things nerd. And his thing is the fact that if you're a nerd, you're just passionate about something. So we absolutely adore Zachary Levi, and are, we'll talk about Chuck till like just till the cows come home. We'll just talk <laughs> about Chuck. And um, so we've, we've done a few things like as we far did a as Halloween TV special related. last year yeah. that was Chuck related. Um, because we don't watch a lot of TV as far as, unless it's wrestling and, like, it's a specific, like, we watched some of The Office and um, Pushing Daisies is one of our favourites, too. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, I don't know, we, we, we're we not really sci-fi, like, we like yeah. the whole Marvel and we're into comics and things like that, but we're not really sci-fi. Um, but we do oh. love talking about, like, favourite TV shows. We actually just did a blog post on, like, favourite TV shows and couples and things in TV shows. Um but yeah, we're very, TV wise, we're kind of, as far as movies, we're definitely the romance, chick lit, yeah. comedy movies. <laughs> um, nothing scary. Absolutely no. nothing scary. No. It drives our husbands crazy because I can't watch. Scary I'll go movies. out there. I am good. Out of the both Kelly's years, a bit I am better. good at watching movies. I've watched Django Unchained about four times and um, well, various other.
0: He's a good director.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and I've watched a few of his movies since. Yeah, so, My husband likes to watch movies with Kelly because she's a little bit better at, like, watching the gory or things like that, whereas I just go, no, no, no really thank you. you. But, yeah, so, but horror movies are out.
0: Yeah. So, so it's safe to say that you will not be attending the uh, new Blair Witch movie that is uh, being released. I forget what the date it actually comes out, but uh, but you're not going to go see that.
1: I'm no. like, no way, Jose. Yeah, <laughs> what I did <laughs>
0: Yes, I see what you're saying. I think the clap
1: and the dad, just so you know, with that. Yes.
0: So, for those that didn't get it, you need to go back and watch NXT. <laughs>
1: glorious. I was watching that this morning. Him oh, versus oh, Bobby my
0: goodness. Uh, well, see, there you go. That, that's your next day. Y'all can do the glorious bomb. I <laughs> can do that.
1: I'll just start singing Bobby Roode's music. That's my new Y'all oh, um, be NXT. Glorious.
0: Now, now who's, the, who's the Marvel fan there? Both of us. Yeah. The, is this the comics or the, or the uh, movie? No, movies. The we've movies.
1: Seen, we've yeah, we've been we've watched and watched we've read a few of the comics oh, and kind know. of I learning learn a bit about the comics over the years because our friend Jimmy is like a huge um comic book nerd. Um so he's like a nerd. Yeah, um no, I'll admit I've just watched but the, movies. the movies, yes, definitely the movies.
0: Uh, okay, now normally I, I save this. Uh, these are reserved for the random question section, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start that up a little bit earlier. Matter of fact, why don't we just go into it right now? This is the section of the interview that's called random questions. This, we start talking about things or asking stuff that don't necessarily have to do anything with wrestling whatsoever. So that's right. So Blossom Twins, let us get going with the random questions. Favorite Marvel movie?
1: Captain America. Oh, I want to think Captain, Captain
0: Kelly. You can't say Captain. There's three Captain America movies. You got you to gotta give me... Yes,
1: oh. specific, <laughs> Kelly. Okay. Um. Oh, no, but... Um. See, the last one was awesome, but I'm going to go with The Winter Soldier. Okay, oh, like see, I'm a huge Captain America fan, but I also love Thor, so I don't know if I'm going to have to get... Um. With Thor, you'd have to say Thor, too, because... Exactly, Levi's in it. True, but and um, I watched Ant Man the other day, and I'd never really knew much about Ant Man, but that movie was brilliant, and I love Paul Rudd, so that could be a close. <gasps> that can't possibly. Oh, so. I
0: know. Mm. Damn. So, so, so we, we have three here. <laughs> We have Ant Man, we have Thor. Uh, I forget which one the second one was. The no. Dark
1: World is number two. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Dark World, and we and we have Captain America. You gave me that was vague. You didn't give me when you said Winter Soldier. I get I give points for that. Winter yeah, Soldier. Okay, so we're going Winter Soldier over Civil War. Oh, All right.
1: I don't I, know. The Civil War was good.
0: <laughs> Civil War was great. I love Civil War. So. Yeah. Now, on now the opposite end of that, here's, this may be hard. I don't know. It's easy for most of my friends. What's the worst Marvel movie that they've done?
1: Oh. I re- you know what? Did with that, it? I have to say, and I know this is kind of going off, but I think the M- Marvel does such an awesome job of their movies, and I'm going to go with saying, like, DC I Comics, like- I don't like the DC movies because we grew up watching Superman and absolutely adored Superman, and he was our favorite. But since Christopher Reeve, I I don't like any of the movies that they've made with, like, Superman. um, And I know that's not the Marvel question, but I think, because I don't think I have a Marvel movie that I don't like, but I just had to get that in, that the Superman movies, I don't like. So Marvel definitely does an awesome job with movies compared to, like, DC Comics.
0: Yes, they do. I I will agree with that, but now I will say this. And this I usually reserve these kind of uh, opinions for my other podcasts that I do but I will say in fairness to DC they started at a deficit. They you know Marvel had a good strong 8 years I believe if I'm if I remember my timeline right they had a good strong 8 years to build that entire brand. Almost to the point now that I don't even question when the, when there's a Marvel movie that comes out I don't question it. I just go
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: It, this, DC hasn't really done that for me yet. They haven't. They haven't built the brand to where I just. I gotta no. go. But I went. Yeah, but there was no way in the world that they could have ever met the hype for Batman v Superman. They just couldn't do it. It was. It was too much built behind that. Yeah. Everybody wanted it to be great, and it just couldn't. It fell short. They, they
2: couldn't.
0: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if that answered the question necessarily, but it.
2: No, <laughs> it's like we just love Marvel. Then. <laughs> I'll say
0: that.
1: Well, well, I'm going to
0: answer for you. I'm going to say the, the correct answer is Iron Man Three. So we, we'll just toss that out there. This That three.
1: was very weird. I'll oh, be why, because I haven't, cause Com- watching. No, that one. <laughs> yes, because compared to the first two, I remember watching that going, "What's going on in this one? I don't understand it." Like I didn't really. yeah, Okay, we'll say that one too. I agree.
2: <laughs> okay. See, to... look,
0: I had to give you the answer for that one. Uh, I don't know. Do we do we pull points for that? Anyway, no. <laughs> uh, what's the most horrible storyline anyone has ever pitched to you?
2: Ooh.
0: Well, you just. I, I feel no, like I am not to doing uh, it. Is this a wrestling one though?
1: But I was wrestling.
0: Yeah, not, not. I said it's not necessarily wrestling. I will toss wrestling in there.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: not necessarily wrestling. <laughs>
1: But I don't know them storyline-wise. I feel like it just beats when we were saying that with TNA, like them getting to, or when somebody wanted you to to join 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 a gang of girls over your sister. That was just because we had a very specific way of how we wanted to break up. And and that was going to split us up. And we were like, uh, excuse me, excuse me, why would she go off with that gang of girls over me? Yeah, we had a very specific way of how we wanted to be broken up based on, like, things we'd watched and based on, um, Bret Hart. And, <laughs> no, but, based on Bret Hart and Owen Hart, now they did it. Yeah. And so I think me and Kelly had built up for years that is how we would split up, the way Owen and Bret did it. Whoa. And certain people didn't want that and they wanted it to make it very girly and kind of the bitchy girly and we didn't want any part of that. So <laughs> I'm going to say whether that was, whether that was not us doing business very well, um, that one.
0: Okay. Favorite food to make.
1: <gasps> Ooh food to make. Anything our nana and grandad make. Yeah that we try. We have a um, recipe book of our nana and granddad's recipes, so basically anything that they have taught us, whether it be pizza, fried chicken, zeppole, um oh everything. Spaghetti, meatballs. Yep. Anything from Nana and Grandad's kitchen.
0: Name an occupation that you never hope to do.
2: Ooh.
1: Oh gosh, quick fire! Me and Kelly
0: are terrible. I, we think I, um, I, don't, I don't have a buzzer going. So, you know, I'm. I'm I, I know I'm doing the game show host thing, but no, I don't. I don't have a buzzer on you right now.
1: Oh, anything to do with like graveyard or dead people, or I admire those people so much because people may love. No, I was just gonna say that instead of like a typical one thing. I was. I was gonna say how much I admire doctors and nurses and paramedics and people because. I don't think I couldn't do the whole blood and saving someone, like, not, save, I would not hope to do it. Not hopeful. no, if, gosh, if I was good at it and I could do blood then I'd help all, and help somebody, of course, but, like, now I'd be like, oh, my goodness, what <laughs> would I do? Yeah, I'm squeamish. Does that answer the question? <laughs> and, and
0: answer the question. One of you does not want to be a gravedigger. digger.
2: <laughs>
1: The
0: other does not want to be involved in the medical field, in surgery, or anything of that nature.
1: No, unless I got very baby smart. That's the <laughs> headline for this interview. The <laughs> one does not want to be a great thing.
0: <laughs> Well, you know, I may have to try that. You know,
1: I, I'll <laughs> Or, okay, or anything with creepy crawlies. I couldn't oh, be anything man. with creepy crawlies. No spy. That sounds Boy, better than saying I couldn't be adopted because I could hope I could be smart enough.
0: But yeah, a creepy crawly. <laughs> well, well, now that goes into the next question. I'm sure, although you do not like the genre, somewhere along the line, you probably have watched at least one. What is the only horror movie that you've been able to sit through?
1: Okay. This is funny because it makes my husband laugh every time because I tell him this all the time when he tries to make me watch scary movies. And I'll say, it was a night we'll never forget when we were... How old would we have been? We We would have been like between 13... No, because we were in high school. It would have been between 13 and 16. Don't quite know the time frame. (laughs) We went to our friend, Lisa DeCuna. Lisa, I'm putting you out there. We went to her house for a sleepover and she put on, I still know what you did last summer. Now, for me and Kelly, she put, everybody acts like that is not a scary movie. It was bloody terrifying. And she put that movie on, and straight afterwards, me and Kelly were that petrified that we put It Takes Two, a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie on, because we could not go to sleep having just watched that movie. We watched it all, and I can still remember so many scenes from it because it's God us for life.
2: Oh, wow. That
1: movie... After that movie, we proceeded to watch Mary Tate Two with Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that's how scary movies go for me and Kelly.
0: Oh, oh, that is that's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> man. okay. So um, I still know what you did last. Was it the, the, I still know. I know what you did. The first or the second one. No, I think
1: it was the, the second one. I still know what you did last summer.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now l- let me. Still uh, new
1: one. You didn't learn any lessons. <laughs>
0: Now let me just say, I saw that movie.
2: <laughs> I,
0: went, I went to the theater and I saw that, and I was grossly disappointed.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but that's me, you know. Now the only reason is is because I had this nasty habit of picking out things in movies like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense. How did he do this?" I was like, "For him, <laughs> yeah."
1: You
0: know, I watched this movie, and for people that uh, that are listening, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's actually. Terrible. So, you know, it should have been called I Still Know What You Did Two Summers Ago. That would have been more accurate, but, you know, who, who's counting? But this guy, apparently his son, decides that he wants to get revenge for his dad, and he orchestrates this radio contest and sends them over to the island of the Bahamas and something like that. It's like, well, that must have cost a fortune. How did he How did he afford to do this? It would have been easier just to walk up and shoot him. I mean, uh, you know, see things like that in the movie. It was like, when I sat there and I watched it, I was like, this guy took over a radio station and chartered a boat and paid for him to get to the island and got him a hotel room and all this stuff, all for the express purpose of trying to exact revenge. Like that had to cost a pretty penny. <laughs> see, it sounds
1: scary, to say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: just, I just have to get that out, because every time I think about that movie, it's the first thing that comes to mind. I was like, this dude was <laughs> an idiot. Okay. Anyway, but if it makes you feel better, I understand what it's like to watch a horror movie when you're when you're a kid, and it just scares you for life. The creep show would have been mine because that I, I, for a long while I hated zombies, and I, I yeah. admit that on a, on a podcast, which I, I should never have done. I, I never admit that to anybody. Anyway, um, what is in a Mary Berry frosted walnut layer cake? Ooh,
1: Mary Berry. Frosted I'm
0: putting you on the spot. I know,
1: because well, we haven't seen it. The Great British Bake Off is on at the moment, and we literally we can't watch it. it online, and we haven't watched it online. I'm like, well, oh, look. in the middle. In, Did you say in the bet. middle.
0: Well, well that's the safe bet right there, walnuts.
1: <laughs> Did you say in the cake or in the middle?
0: In the cake.
1: Oh, is it like a coffee cake though, like a walnut coffee cake?
0: Well, you know, I I believe so. Don't don't quote me on that. I've never had it. I
1: don't know. I'm gonna just put my hands up and go. I don't. Oh, know. I need the Mary very well. <laughs> I do because we haven't seen it. Our little sister's watching it at the moment, but we're like Jennifer. We can't watch it because we haven't got the TV on over here. So we haven't seen it.
0: Well, you know, now that I I, I did anticipate that you may not have seen it or you don't know the ingredients. Now the, the other half of that is this is not a question. It's more like a challenge. For your YouTube channel, oh. as you as you both bake, I'm going to say, yes. since that the the question was not answered, that you present the challenge of taking on baking a Mary Berry frosted walnut layer cake.
1: I'm gonna oh, my, okay. We're gonna have Lucy's to do that. gonna Pinterest that now. <laughs> so we're gonna make sure we do that.
0: I I, I will be looking at the channel expressly for that.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, so when you see Women's Pro Wrestling Network subscribe to the Blossom Twins channel, you will know <laughs> why. Okay.
1: okay. We are looking it up. and we are going to... That's very folly That works. Walnuts. So it looks good.
0: Now, outside of the Bella Twins, name two other... Well, no, let's say, name three other sets of twins involved in wrestling.
1: Um... The Owens Twins. They're the girls we wrestled in England. They're the girls we wrestled in England. Yes. Um. Oh. Hang on. I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't know any other twin girls. I'm trying to think of twin guys. That doesn't oh, have to uh, be twin um, girls. Is there? Um, oh, I know. Oh, my head. The Barona's brothers. <laughs> and the Usos. <laughs> the Usos.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So you said the Usos and who?
1: The Baroness brothers. Barone's, in
0: okay, there alright, there we go. Yeah, the uh the boys. Yeah. Yes. I also would have accepted the Cole twins, the Harris brothers. Yes. Yeah, Hep- and even the Hepner twins. Oh day. yeah, of course.
1: How could we forget them?
0: And, uh, <laughs> because you're Who are the, the other I, girls? That, that's why, because you were on the spot. That's the, that's the exact reason why you, when you get put on the <laughs> spot, you can't think of it right there.
1: Oh, yeah, it's terrible, I know.
0: Now we have gone through the random questions. Thank you very much, ladies. And it is time for the final section of the interview, fantasy booking.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Yes. <laughs> and, and I like the chemistry that you had there. Fantasy booking, which basically <laughs> is, I want you to book yourselves in an angle against okay. anyone, any promotion. Must be current talent. We'll we'll let's start with that because okay. first thing people want to do is pull somebody from the past. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that rule out. We we'll, we'll need somebody current talent. Okay. In storyline. Okay. And we'll see what the Blossom Plans come up with. The, the premise being. I guess let's assume that you're coming back into the the world of wrestling, and you're giving your own storyline to that to that end. Okay, I got it. You got oh, really? okay. That was quick.
1: This is, right. this is Lucy. I got this. Are you ready? I am ready. We make a big comeback on WWE Raw, mm-hmm. and we challenge Sasha and Bailey to a tag match. We proceed to have many a kick-ass tag match. <laughs> With Sasha and Bailey, and then maybe that could be a time where Triple H sees these cool tag matches that we're having, and he decides to bring tag team um, ta- the tag team titles to Raw, so we have to then fight each other in like the big epic battle to see who's going to be the first ever women's tag team title holders. Then. We can, well, maybe we continue battling it out the title, and we have like a few other people here and there who want the title, but then, in a ch- um, strange twist of fate during one of these matches, me and Sasha banks turn Lucy this on is. Sasha banks turns on Bailey, and then I Lucy, turn on Kelly, and it ends up being Sasha and me versus Kelly and Bailey for well, then me and Bailey. and then and like me. the feud continues, and then, yeah, Something
0: like that <laughs> and that was on the spot, Wow, that's pretty good.
1: Oh, I like I thought
2: about that before. yeah I was just... say that,
0: that didn't uh, you see you, sure you was not walking around with that in your head for a little while. <laughs>
2: it's
0: what I do on a daily basis oh, okay now now I, I usually add my two cents into to any giving uh, fantasy booking. now, mines would have gone a little bit different. I would have sent you back to impact Start, <laughs> started you off in the crowd, oh. Let's have JB or whomever the interviewer is today come up and say, hey, it's the Blossom Twins. Say, come back to the impact zone, yada, yada, yada. And then you get the microphone and you get to express yourselves and say, you know, we never actually had the chance to go for the Knockouts title. And it was due to company politics, but we wish that we had that opportunity to do that before we retired. It was the one thing that we never got the opportunity to do. Champion comes out, says, not a problem. I'm gonna give you your shot. Following week, that the Blossom Twins come back, one of you take the chance. You flip a coin, decide, because there's no big deal with, amongst the sisters, which one gets the chance, because the other sister's gonna come out and help her anyway. The Blossoms win the tag, not the tag title, the Knockouts Championship, and just as sure as he comes out to offer a contract, to surprise you both, you decline and take the championship say, we got what we came here for, and go out through the crowd with the belt. Now, the Blossoms are running around on the independents across the country, claiming to be the Knockouts champion, switching in and out at any given time for any given match, as the legitimate Knockouts chase them from one promotion to the next.
1: (laughs) Ooh. That That was was very interesting.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I figured that one would last for the benefit of a year. And and at least get you the bound for glory. That that was the objective there.
2: <laughs>
0: that's cool. <laughs> well, I have to do these now because you know, on my show, I have to at least give my my two cents on the fantasy booking deal. So
2: <laughs> that's good.
0: So yes, I, I try my best. Thank you.
2: But I <laughs>
0: but I think that yours was good as well. It was it was brilliant stuff. And, and quick! I'm still kind of amazed. I'm, I'm gonna assume that that one was already kind of halfway thought up at least.
1: <laughs> halfway, yeah. Then added a few things. Oh, <laughs>
2: uh,
0: okay. So, so all right. That that that's all. You know that I'm just saying. I've been around enough people when they, when they just say, "All right, drop a rhyme on them real quick." say, like, "You at least had some of these rhymes in your head beforehand." <laughs> you know, you don't just come up with lyrics like that out the clear blue. I like, when, when you start the freestyle, you you walk around with a few bars in your head.
1: Yeah, that's my dream, so it was already, it was already like a little, it was already like a little seed planted.
0: Well, that is, that's good stuff. Somebody out there, make it happen for
2: <laughs>
0: Triple H. Anyway,
2: uh,
0: I don't know, uh, normally I would say if people want to contact you for bookings and whatnot, but I don't know if you're looking, I don't think you're looking for bookings necessarily. So let's just say <laughs> no. people want to contact you just for following you on your vlog or or uh, watching your channel and all that good stuff like that Provide your information so that uh, fans of the Blossom Twins will be able to follow your journey wherever it may go.
1: Oh, thank you. We are always on Twitter. We have a Twitter at the Blossom Twins, and then you can find us on Instagram at the Blossom Twins because we love sharing photos and taking pictures and just like we like to post up to date things so you know when new blog posts go up or new videos go up. And the blog is sweetisalwaysinstyle.blogspot.com. And YouTube, you just have to type in the Blossom Twins Twins and our channel should come up. So that's loads of different ways to get in touch with us. And we love speaking to people. We really do just connecting with people. or We try and get back to every comment left on the blog, every comment left on our YouTube channel. And we really appreciate it. We really appreciate getting to talk to people and um, just the support from everybody. Mm.
0: Yes. And, uh, you know, we are going to leave you on the spot because during the course of this very same interview, the challenge was accepted for the yes. cake. Mary Berry. The Mary Berry Frosted,
1: Frosted walnut, walnut Cake.
0: Uh, so is this, is this has that challenge been officially accepted?
1: Yes. Challenge accepted,
0: yes. <laughs> All right, so for anybody that has decided through this to follow them on their YouTube channel, you should be getting ready to see the Mary Berry Frosted Walnut Layer Cake. You have to put that in it. Layer Cake.
1: Layer Cake. Layer Sorry, cake. I missed <laughs> okay, that. Layer Cake.
0: <laughs> I mean, now, technically, you just make the cake and, you know, have the ingredients. The, the layering is just, you know, I guess that's just extra work. So, <laughs> So, so you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you to the layering portion of it. You know, if you do the cake alone, I mean, that's that's probably enough. But if you want to go the extra mile
2: <laughs>
0: and do the layer cake, I don't, I can't think of anything that would fit the channel that has the subtitle "Life is Sweet" any more than that.
1: We <laughs> shall see what we can do.
0: I hope so, and I hope to see it in the near future. So
1: <laughs>
0: That being said. For those that are listening, I want to thank you for tuning in to the uh, Women's Pro Network and following/slash subscribing on all our venues. Uh, the subscriptions certainly help, and I will also speak for the Blossoms in this, and that subscriptions definitely help uh, to keep every one of us that do these things—the vlogs, the uh, videos—on uh, our various platforms. It keeps us motivated, keeps us going. Uh, It helps uh, provide the extra oomph, if you will, to uh, do what we do. So if you haven't subscribed to the Blossom Twins, go there and subscribe. Anytime they drop a new video, you will come down to your feed the same way that it does with mine. If you go to Women's Pros Network, type that in, all one word, it will come up. And anytime a new video or blog or podcast or what have you is there, it will pop up. You can get this podcast in MP3, Stumbling on my words, MP3 form. On iTunes and on Podbean, I do drop clips on, on Facebook as well. And if you're just one of those guys or gals that like to listen to the entirety of the podcast in video form, it will be on YouTube. So many different ways that you can catch it. Stitcher should be on the list, so just stay tuned for that. And lastly, if you can't wait to see them cook the cake, at least pop down there and watch some of their uh, other cooking stuff. I believe they have themselves eating some cereal or something like that,
2: <laughs>
0: and I hope not that was it. Booties, I see the shirts on. Oh
2: yeah,
0: and that and that just Lucky Charms with a different name. <laughs> we have
1: no idea. I need to get me some. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what were you eating? What is this? I just I just flipped over to your so page. that
1: one was our positivity one. We were doing that. Was just a picture. Uh, the actual uh. video was about positive, the power of positivity. With a little bit of dancing, new day style thrown in the mix.
0: Okay, well, as long as he didn't get the cereal, like because buying a thirteen dollar box of cereal is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, that said, I want to thank you both for uh, taking the time out for coming on the, uh, the podcast tonight. I mean, I, I thought we had a, a pretty good interview, and hopefully somewhere down the line we may be able to do this again.
1: Oh Well, thank we you do, so thank much you. for having us on. We've absolutely had a blast, so thank you.
0: And, and, and if it does happen, perhaps we'll uh, hear something about a, somebody got some boots on and got into the ring, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> okay.
1: Well,
0: Yeah, Well, I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there to the universe.
1: We'll keep okay. you posted.
0: Uh, please do. So for, for with that, folks, thanks for uh, catching us all. And uh, join me on the next podcast. And we'll drop the schedule on WPNWrestling.com. Thanks for listening. And you're clear.
2: Thank you oh, thank so, you so, so that much. That was a lot of fun.
0: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, and I'm glad that you were able to participate to the degree that you did. Because uh, I am thoroughly impressed with that fantasy booking. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, we love thinking of that stuff though. So, um, yes, we enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad that it could be entertaining as you talked about all your good stuff in your past, and I really <laughs> do appreciate you, you guys coming on and uh, coming out of the out of hiatus just for a moment to, to share your your wrestling history and all that good stuff.
1: <laughs> no, I thank really you so much.
0: It. Thank you. And a uh, quick thing when I have it done and edited. I will email it over to you so you can do with it as you wish.
1: Yes, I well, would we'll definitely put it every. Your, is your Twitter WPN Wrestling?
0: Yeah, and, you know, I'm horrible. <laughs> that is the one I'm terrible at. I'm terrible at Twitter. <laughs> I should do it more often. I'm far better with Facebook and all that stuff, but I, I, I just don't get on there as much. Well,
1: I'm that's great. Yeah, so we'll definitely be tweeting it out to everybody. And, and putting it and on Facebook. Yeah, we really appreciate it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that that would be great. Thank you. Uh, which would I guess uh, I guess the YouTube link would be best for you. huh?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Either either one. We'll make sure we um, put it on Twitter and Facebook with whatever link you send.
0: Okay, that works for me then.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll put it everywhere.
0: <laughs> well, well, we had maybe, a lot of
1: fun though, so yeah.
0: Well, I, I do appreciate it, ladies. Uh, you you were great. Great interview. And I will, uh, cert- I've will i already subscribed to your channel, and I will certainly Thank be looking you. forward to seeing you two bake this cake.
1: <laughs> I know we are looking forward to making it now, though, because it sounds very full kind of um, style, so, you know, we'll enjoy that.
0: <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> you two have a wonderful night. Thank you very much for, for coming on.
1: Thank you. You too. have a good evening and have a good rest of the week.